0: And welcome to Friday. Friday, Louia to you. It's Mike Opelka on the Pure Opelka podcast. Thanks for checking me out. A radio update Saturday night from 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Saturday night, 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern. I will be live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT out of Philadelphia. And you can listen via the Odyssey app. And it's a free app, so you should get it from 8 to 11 Live. And you can always rewind and hear it later, too. But 8 to 11 Live on the uh, Odyssey app on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It is a busy Friday. What a day we had yesterday with all the news breaking in the afternoon. Hunter Biden looking like he might get indicted for the gun and tax charge. And I have some thoughts on that. It uh, also appears that 6,500 plus people who were arrested and convicted of having pot on their person, federal pot possession charges will be eliminated. Joe Biden just pardoned all those people. 6,500 plus pardons yesterday out of Joe Biden. And a lot of people are saying this is all about getting marijuana legalized across the country. And while I have been a user in the past, it's been decades and decades, I'm not so sure this is a good move. Pot is a thing, yeah, I get it. But it's also a thing we need more research on in terms of long term effects, especially with the supercharged marijuana that's out there today. The marijuana I smoked in the 70s was nothing like the pot that's out there today. If you smoked an entire joint by yourself in the 70s, you might have gotten high. If you did that today, you'd be in a fog for God knows how long. But I'm just not sure it's the answer to legalize it. I'm all in on medical marijuana. But this, uh, this to me seems like a push by Joe Biden ahead of the midterms, 32 days away, a push to try and create a uh, smoke the vote kind of an attitude. And with 6,500 new pardons handed out, Joe will have a whole bunch of people across the country who are saying, thank you, Joe Biden. Thank you, Democrats. And there's a bunch of libertarians and Republicans who are behind this, too. But Biden will get all the credit on this as regards his son Hunter and whether or not he will face uh, criminal charges on purchasing a gun illegally and then not paying his taxes on some of the huge amounts of money he raked in from his father's connections from foreign countries like Russia and Ukraine and China. I don't think this has anything to do with Hunter because I'm pretty sure that if Hunter Biden is found guilty of any of this, he will be pardoned by his dad. And Greg Gutfeld said that back in April of this same year when this discussion really was bubbling earlier, that Hunter Biden could face some serious charges. Greg Gutfeld said Joel pardon him and then he will use that controversy created by the pardon To leave the presidency and that still could happen so keep your eyes on this but I think the real reason this is happening and I've said this on radio stations around the country already is um, is to make it easier to indict Donald Trump because that's the ultimate fish that the DOJ is trying to reel in the Democrats want the DOJ to arrest Donald Trump to indict him they've been going after Trump now for gosh six and a half almost seven years and if hunter biden has been arrested and charged and maybe even convicted on some of these lesser lesser charges then uh they can point to that and say well see the doj is not biased let's go get donald trump so keep your eye on that it's a big stinking deal the economy is uh it's taken a little bit of a hit as far as the stock market goes today. While we're recording this, the Dow Jones is down over 400 points. And uh, that was on economic news that was kind of wimpy. We expected 270,000 jobs. We got just a little bit less than that. Could be an accounting error. And the unemployment number is down to 3.5%. That sounds like a pretty good economy, doesn't it? So why is the stock market tanking? Because they were hoping, the investment community was hoping for a dismal jobs report that might slow down the raising of the rates from the Federal Reserve. That did not happen. So here we are with another bad day for the stock market, another bad week for the stock market, And by the way, inflation is still strong. Gas prices are continuing to go up. It's going to be a rough winter for some people. And if you think about it, we actually have it better than most of the world. I read a story today that the people in Poland are burning their household trash in order to stay warm because they don't have enough energy. I hope that's not a a look at the future for this country. Joe Biden yesterday was uh, doing some speechifying and talking about uh, getting things made in America. He's all about getting things made in America, except oil, because we could make oil and gas here. You just have to take it out the ground, Joe, and refine it and then transport it. What about making that in America? No, but he did step in. He did put his foot in his mouth when he was uh, speechifying yesterday. As I said, since I came to office, our economy has created 10 million jobs, 668 manufacturing jobs. Wait, what? 668 manufacturing jobs? And can we start saying manufacturing? I'm really tired of hearing manufacturing. It's not M-A-N-N-A, it's M-A-N-U, manufacturing. 668 manufacturing jobs. You could probably get a thank you note from each one of those people. And you're probably going to put it on the uh, list of uh, the hate mail you got from all the people who lost their gigs at the Keystone XL pipeline when you canceled it. But the economy is in bad shape, despite what the Democrats will tell you. CNBC was talking about the the news this morning, talking about the September payrolls. Again, we expected 270. We got 263,000, and that is uh, close enough. You hit the outer edge of the bullseye, but uh, real wages are not going up. They're going down.
1: Recessionary. I think it's important to remember that real wages have been declining, and if you look at the employment cost index, that's actually about 6% below pre-pandemic trend on a real basis and so that incentivizes a lot of labor hoarding on the part of employers and we saw a similar dynamic in the 1970s
0: yeah so inflation is hitting harder than than we're being told actually people are not getting big raises and prices are going up inflation is outstripping the uh, wage increases with no real end in sight of that. Hang on, people. It's going to be a bumpy ride. We'll be we'll all be clipping coupons and trying to find better deals. And and the answer is we're going to cut back on things that really were fueling the comeback from the pandemic. We're going to cut back on leisure and entertainment. And that's going to hurt any comeback from the pandemic but we have to get through the next 33 days, 32 days, the midterm elections. And um, I'm trying to be hopeful. I'm trying to be hopeful. I still believe the House, we are on a uh, good path to take back the House in a strong fashion, retire Nancy Pelosi as Speaker, and I expect she'll quit. But it is the Senate that concerns me. And the ads, the ads that are pounding the television sets in the Philadelphia area where I live, just across the border in Wilmington, Delaware. They are all just awful. And Fetterman's campaign has a lot of money from out of state. He has raised a ton of money from big Democrat donors who want to make sure that Republicans don't get control of the Senate again. But uh, John Fetterman is starting to see some negative ads thrown his way, like this one that I saw yesterday on the TV.
2: He brutally murdered his girlfriend's mother with a pair of scissors. Convicted of first-degree murder, John Brookins is serving a life sentence. John Fetterman was the only member of the pardon board to vote for Brookins' release. The only vote. John Fetterman wants ruthless killers, muggers, and rapists back on our streets. And he wants them back now. John Fetterman
0: is dangerous. I agree. I could not agree more. That is a very powerful ad. And the list of people that Fetterman wants released, it's um, a little frightening when you look at the crimes. A little frightening. Now, the Associated Press has not been paying too much attention to this race, but they actually did some journalism of late and uh, looked into specifically John Fetterman's schedule while he was making $179,000 a year as the lieutenant governor in the state of Pennsylvania. You know, he says he's a real hard worker. This news report is astounding.
1: The Associated Press released a deep review of Democratic candidate for U.S. Senate John Fetterman's time as lieutenant governor. And after looking at calendars and attendance records, the AP says they found Fetterman typically kept a light work schedule and was often absent from state business. The review also revealed he had nothing listed on his schedule during about a third of his work days and the $179,000 a year job.
0: The associated not, Press. Nice work if you could get it, right? $179,000 a year to show up about a third of the time. I think the most damning information, though, on John Fetterman is not the fact that he wants to kill the energy business in Pennsylvania. It's not the fact that he's all for releasing a whole bunch of killers from the prisons. It's not the fact that he wants to decriminalize all drugs it's not the fact that he wants to take your second amendment rights away I think the most damning statement about John Fetterman came from the guy who wanted to have that spot on the ticket Democrat Connor Lamb when he was running against Fetterman said this
3: that's what it takes to win statewide in Pennsylvania and it all starts
0: with the respect of showing up and being willing to answer their questions and talk about your views and listen to them and learn from them. I have never seen that from John Fetterman. He says the same thing over and over again, little Twitter sound bites, and when he gets a chance to actually answer your questions and be held accountable, he skips it. It's unacceptable, and that's how you know he's not
3: ready for this. And I-
0: So a Democrat, a Democrat says that John Fetterman's not ready for this. And that was before the stroke. That was before he was sidelined by a really powerful, dangerous stroke that he seems to be recovering from, although he's still having some uh, auditory issues. Can't get the words coming out of his mouth correctly. They say that will clear up. But just the fact that he was deemed to be not worthy by Connor Lamb, Uh, It's got to be worth its price right there. Uh, We have to do our work and make sure that John Fetterman does not get elected. Dr. Oz starting to level things out. Let's see. I'm also concerned that the smears against Herschel Walker may be taking hold. His opponent, Senator Raphael Warnock, has some shady past in his relationships And uh, that's not being brought to the front by the mainstream media because they control the information. So it's really kind of a shame, really a shame. I'm not sure I mentioned this yesterday, but there is a a story out there. The uh, U.S. Department of Agriculture wants uh, people to register their gardens. They want you to send in what you're growing in your vegetable garden. Somebody asked me, is this really true? Yes, it is. They call it the USDA's people's garden initiative no i'm not telling you what i'm growing and you shouldn't tell them either it's all about your privacy which seems to be going away quicker and quicker we do have our friend lauren fix the car coach who's going to join us today and uh, she's got some things to say about your privacy too Lauren, uh, as you know, is the expert on Carson. She does the thing every Friday called The Four minute Friday, and we'll get to that in just a minute when she gets on the horn here. Uh, last night, Kanye West was on with Tucker Carlson. And a friend of mine said, why would Tucker Carlson have Kanye West on his show? And I said, there's one simple reason. Kanye West gets ratings Kanye West is a train wreck. Kanye West is like a fire. People will stop and stare at it. He will say things that will freak people out. And he delivered last night. Kanye West uh, made a very powerful statement about being pro-life. Kanye was wearing a lanyard from a Paris fashion show. And on the lanyard where you usually have your own picture. He had an ultrasound. And uh, Tucker asked him what that was all about.
3: It's a photograph of a baby's ultrasound. Why is that? And that you designed that? Yes. Why? What does that mean? Uh, it just represents life. I'm pro life. Boy, so you wear it on a badge. What, what kind of response do you get? And, and good. Amen. I agree. I don't care about people's responses. I care about the fact that there's more black babies being aborted than born in New York City at this point. That 50% of black death in America is abortion. So I really don't care about people's responses. I perform for an audience of one, and that's God.
0: So you made a powerful declaration there about abortion, especially as it is one of the leading causes of death in the black community, and black abortions outnumber black births in New York City, which is kind of chilling, isn't it? The interview continued and it's fascinating. You should try and see the whole thing. Uh, Kanye was asked by Tucker, when did this realization happen? When did the pro-life public Kanye happen?
3: I I really felt like, I think I started to really feel this need to express myself on another level when Trump was running for office and I liked him. And every single person in Hollywood from my ex-wife to my mother-in-law to my manager at that time to you know my, my so-called friends slash handlers around me told me like if I said that I like Trump that my career would be over that my life would be over uh, they said stuff like people get killed for wearing a hat like that they threatened my life they put my life they basically said that I would be killed uh, for uh, wearing the hat. I had a, a, someone call me last night and said anybody wearing a white lives matter shirt is gonna be green lit and that means that they're gonna beat him up if they wear it And I'm like you know okay green light me then."
0: he certainly is not afraid to um, express his convictions and I respect him for that I know he's done a lot of crazy things in the past but it seems like he's well reasoned on these topics And when pressed on the abortion issue, especially as it relates to the black community, Kanye West brought up the facts. The facts that Planned Parenthood was created by Margaret Sanger, a woman who was a eugenicist, somebody who wanted to thin the herd of citizens who she deemed were not worthy of living. She talked about the feeble-minded. She talked about the people of color. She wanted to eliminate the black race. Planned Parenthood's roots are in racist eugenics from Margaret Sanger. There's no two ways about it. Kanye's done his homework on this one, and I respect him. One more thing before he got out of here. I have to uh, and, and get Lauren Fix in here. I have to share with you something that happened at a Kerry Lake event. Kerry Lake is the former anchor woman who is running for governor in Arizona. She's in a tight race against the Democrat. And she was speaking with a Latino audience or to a Latino audience and something really magical happened with a young child.
2: The Republican party is the party of the Latino. It is the party of family. It is the party of faith. It is the party of the American dream. That's what Latinos are about.
0: Now I thought, okay, she's, she's pitching to a Latino audience. Interesting. I didn't know a whole lot about Carrie Lake's background, but she gave us a little bit of her history.
2: My husband is Latino. My children are Latino. I'm just a gringo. Okay.
0: <laughs> a Very, very upfront, very honest. I like the approach, and here's where it got cute.
2: But, hi, look at that sweet baby back there. She's waving. I like you because
0: you take oh. care of babies. I do oh. take care of babies. If you didn't hear it, the little child said, I like you because you take care of babies.
2: Okay, she's going to make me cry right now. Thank you. You know why? Because your life is so valuable. We, we can't wait to see what you do when you grow up.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna be just like you. Thank
2: you. Oh my gosh, what a sweet, sweet, sweet baby. I do care about our families. Come here, honey. Come here.
0: And the kid you mean? walks up.
2: My name's Liana. My, your name's Liana? hmm And how old are you? Six. Six. This is why, truly, why I'm in this. My kids aren't little like this. Like, If I tried to hold my daughter right now, I'd probably fall to the ground. She's <laughs> 19, my son is 18, and I had so many great opportunities here. I came to Arizona for an opportunity, and I just wanna make sure that the little ones have opportunities. I'm, I'm nervous about where things are going, and I wanna make sure that you have a great life, that I you am. can do, you do have a great life, okay. You got a mama? You got a nana? Awesome. All right, I'm gonna let you go back to mama because my arms aren't this strong. <laughs> So, bye,
0: sweetie. Oh, my gosh. Well, that just made my whole day worth it. That yeah. made my whole day worth it. Yeah, made mine, too. That is hopefully the next governor of the state of Arizona. We're starting to see things compress in the polls, and we just need to keep pushing. We need to keep pushing. Now, uh, fresh back from Florida to upstate New York, our friend Lauren Fix, the car coach, was down in uh, southwest Florida, where she and her husband just bought a home. And just about two weeks before the hurricane hit, I think their house had a little damage, but they made it through. And Lauren's been telling me what's going on down there. But this week, there were some astounding stories about electric vehicles catching fire in that area after the hurricane. We'll get to Lauren Fix next on the Pure Opelka podcast. Our friend Lauren Fix the Car Coach is joining us because she likes to help us be smarter and have car smarts, and she does that every Friday with the Four Minute Friday on her YouTube channel, Car Coach Reports. Why aren't you following it yet? And uh, we have so many things to talk about, Lauren. I wanna talk about the Four Minute Friday, but I have to talk about the story you sent me about electric cars that are uh, catching fire, like spontaneously combusting in Florida because they got hit by all that water, salt water, bilge water, whatever the hell it is. Uh, This is a problem.
1: Oh, yes. Anytime you mix salt water with batteries, and you remember all the way back to, like, elementary school chemistry, what happens? It doesn't work, and it could create a fire. Hmm. So that is a problem. So they're having problems already with, I was just down in the Naples area and we were hearing about cars catching fire that were electric. Well, it's been backed up now by a lot of different resources, not just Tesla, but every brand of electric car that had any saltwater damage from the surge is now causing potential fires. And they just... Start on fire with no notice. Really, and it that just it, yeah.
0: It, it really just combusts. You don't have to be driving it or you don't have to turn it on. It can just poof.
1: Right, it doesn't explode. Let's just get that straight. It what it does is it literally can catch fire, and once one cell catches fire, the heat triggers the next cell, and it's a nightmare for fire department because they put out the cell. They like, oh the the fire is out, and then it starts the heat from that one cell in the battery triggers the next one, wow. and that's True by design for all electric vehicles.
0: This is a, this is a problem times almost a hundred thousand. I'll bet it's over a hundred thousand because last September, not last month, but a year ago September, Florida counted ninety five thousand six hundred and forty electric vehicle registrations, and I'm yep. sure I'm sure they've sold. 400 more. So they've got they've got uh, they've probably got 100,000 more electric cars in the state. And, and that's the second most behind California, which has a half a million. But right. Uh, 100,000 cars. And uh, if you just break it down by population centers, uh, southwestern Florida is a big population center in the state, probably the third or fourth largest region in the state. And you know there's a good chance there's a hundred thousand electric cars there. So oh, easily. So there exactly. may be a hundred thousand uh fires waiting to happen at any moment. That's that's a little terrifying. It is terrifying. And to go that's just Florida.
1: I live in California. Well, they have salt water there too. Any of the coastal states, which is the bulk of where electric cars are being sold, and that includes New York, you about- live up. Long Island, you got flooding, you live in Boston or, you know, Connecticut and you're on the water, which is obviously the average cost of an electric car is $66,000. So the wealthier people typically have them, not just the average Joe. And so you think about where do those people live? They live in the really nice houses that are on the water. And so it sort of goes hand in hand that this could be a problem.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it is. All right, let's get to the uh, four-minute Friday this week because I loved it when you gave me the preview. Okay, so we're going
1: to test your memory. So back in September of 2021, the infrastructure bill passed. That huge 2,700-page document that no one read, but they passed it. Well, I did say if you go scan it and you take the time to read it, which not many people did, you'll find that they said they're going to put breathalyzers in cars. So in other words, you're guilty till proven innocent. Well, if you don't drink? It doesn't make a difference. New cars will have breathalyzers. Now, when I put that out there, a lot of people are like, eh, whatever, you're making stuff up, whatever. Okay, well, guess what? The quiet part has been said out loud now. And they had the Department of Transportation in Congress telling about what their plan is and what they're going to do, you know, how they do it. And uh, they said, oh, yeah, absolutely. All new cars are going to be installed with drunk driver reminders, eye scans, breath tests, fingerprints start to scan if you're under the influence of anything, and a breathalyzer it's in the document they signed it your elected officials signed it and now we will all pay the price and what's that going to do to the new car sales well right now they're already down because of lack of components but you know what if there's no pushback from us it'll be the last new car most of us buy
0: this is so amazing what lawrence talking about we did talk about a year ago when this infrastructure bill came out and buried in it were a couple of really onerous things like you're gonna have the government really in your car with you. The government's going to decide if you can start your car. And once you start your car, if you're okay enough in terms of rest or your mental capacity or physical capacity to keep driving your car, because that, that um, eye scan, is also, and that breathalyzer is also going to allow the car to be shut down remotely, correct?
1: That is correct, yes. And just so you think, oh, they're not going to do that right away, they're already scanning your eyes. You ever see those notifications? Do you want to take a break? Have a coffee break. They've been doing that, oh my God, at least 10 years now, where if you're not keeping your eyes on the road or somehow you're distracted or falling, asleep, or just having a conversation, you'll get a notification on the dash that says you should pull over and take a break. That has been around for 10 years. They're already scanning fingerprints. Many brands are already checking for distraction beyond just your eyes. So I'm telling you, it started small, but they're already putting this stuff in place. And that's partly why they need so many chips in order to operate a vehicle, because it's testing literally everything. And it keeps the data, and it tracks the data.
0: Wow. I You know what? Now that you're saying this, my wife just bought a like a two-year-old yeah it's a 2020 hyundai tucson they have it and and i'm driving down the road and it says time for a coffee break and i went Mm -hmm. what the why who so something i did signaled the car that i need a coffee break
1: maybe you were distracted you saw a cute little dog on the side of the road and you just took a two-second glance away or, or maybe your phone uh, rang and you just hit hit ignore because you're driving. Yeah, they've been doing that. You can shut that off currently, especially in some of the older cars. You go into the settings and you can shut it off. Now, How do you know if they have it? It's pretty easy. Take your phone and take a picture of the dash, like from the steering wheel into the gauges. You'll see two red dots on the picture that you will not see with your naked eye. And that's how you know they're tracking you.
0: I'm doing that today. So I just. Oh, you're going to call me. I know you're going to freak I, out. Me I, see I'm it. already freaked out, Lauren Fix. It's not uh, d- uh, 2030 yet. 2035, whatever the the timeline is, or 25. It's 2025 they're doing this, right?
1: Yes, that is correct. So that means new vehicles that are already being you know prepared to be produced. We're seeing pre-productions. I'm already driving 2024s. So I assume that 25s you'll see within the next couple months. And it'll be
0: there. I saw a 1985 Mercedes three eighty SL. I have to go Should back and buy it. I've, <laughs> got, I've got to go back and buy that car. I have to buy everything that has nothing. You know what I'm saying? I I'm gonna go. I'm going to become an automotive luddite. I'm going. Not to f- me too. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna to find cars that don't have monitoring that you can actually work on them. That you open up the hood and it's a there's an engine and all the stuff that needs to get to the engine to make it work and not a whole bunch of computers. Gosh, Lauren, wow. this is terrifying. And this is all on the four minute Friday and everybody yep. you all need to follow Lauren. She's on social media, she's crushing it. And the four minute Friday is out there every single Friday on the uh, car coach reports, YouTube channel, go there, subscribe, be smarter. You'll have car smarts. And Lauren's cool, and she's got a great presentation. My friend, thank you for joining us. I'm running out to the car right now to take a picture of that dashboard. You're gonna lose it. <laughs> and, me. I,
1: and that's how I found it by accident to shot a video for our for the for one of our car reviews. And I went, "That's weird." So I asked questions. I got answers I didn't want to hear.
0: Ah, oh, now I got them. Lauren, <laughs> thank you, my friend. We'll talk again after I calm Thanks. down. Take care. <laughs>